Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So grateful that we know that today, that he is the way. We greet you today again in the name of the Lord Jesus. What a wonderful privilege it is for us to be gathered together here in the presence of God. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a great privilege indeed to be able to be living in the greatest time the world has ever known. Uh, so many things that are happening every day and prophecies being fulfilled. Uh, so much trouble and heartache and trouble just in the political realm and in the financial realm and physical realm, everywhere you go. But we're so grateful that Jesus is our answer out of this mess. Oh, hallelujah. I'm glad that we're not looking toward the political aspect or looking to the Pope or looking to the government. Or, oh, Brother Don, if they can just get us a, a vaccine for this coronavirus, we'll be all right. My hope ain't in that. My hope is in the Lord Jesus. Amen. Let's read today, if you would, again from the book of Hebrews, chapter 9, verse 15. <clears throat> we greet all of you today, and uh, we just trust that the blessing of the Lord will be with you and help you. Those of you that are dealing with various sickness and things in your body, we know that the Lord is, is mindful of you, and we just believe that God will, will help you and strengthen you. All the, those of you that are dealing with uh, the COVID thing and other things as well, May the presence of God just anoint your heart uh, to believe what God's Word has said. I heard from Brother Darrell this morning, and he was telling me today's the 16th day for him and still running a temperature of over 100, so we certainly want to remember him and many others as we pray here shortly. Let's listen um, to the promise of God. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament. They which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is a force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all while the testator liveth. Amen. We're going to pray, and I want to remember Brother Ron Spencer uh, this week on Wednesday. He has a bunch of different scans um, that they're going to be doing. They've been doubling up on his chemo. That's one reason I hadn't really mentioned anything about his situation. Uh, so Wednesday has a bunch of different scans that they're going to do, and we're just believing God for a good report. Um, Erica also will be seeing the doctor on Wednesday. She had a lung biopsy on Monday and a gallium PET scan on Friday, and uh, should know the results of all that. We also are looking for a good report, believing that our God is mindful. So those of you that are at home or wherever you are, your needs and your requests, you just hold them there today, and we're going to join our faith together and pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Fathers, we bring to you, Lord Jesus, so many, many needs among your people. It reminds me, Lord, that your prophet said that it would be as time goes on that we would need divine healing more and more and more. Truly, Lord, we are living in that hour. We are thankful for everything that medical science can do to help us. But as we've seen, Lord, even with this COVID thing moving around us, they don't understand it. Lord, it's in a realm of demonology. We know where this thing come from. It come from the fourth dimension. 
And yet, Lord Jesus, as cunning, as deceitful and evil as it is, your power is greater. And Lord, we believe this is a small thing compared to what it'll be during the time of the tribulation period. But we're looking to you today, Father. You see your children, Lord, that are suffering with various things in their bodies, Lord God, and we're in contact with so many people from different parts of the world. You hear these prayer requests, Lord, and we're just asking you that you'd move. Father God, we bring our, our petitions before you. Some may seem so small and some seem so large, but we just bring them all and we just lay them at your feet. Knowing, God, that there's nothing that's too small and there's nothing that's too great. I pray, Lord, that you would help us. Father, I reiterate it again, that if you were here today, standing here praying, you could not do one thing more than what you have already done. So, Lord, I pray that you would help us. No doubt you would do something that would help our faith to be able to rise to a present tense instead of just a historical view. Well, God used to, God used to. But Lord, I ask today that you would do something among us, Lord Jesus, that we can believe that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. I pray that you'd help me this morning, Lord, as it's fallen my lot to try to speak something from your word. Help me, dear God, to be able to get out of the way. Open our understanding in the scriptures, Father. Make the word fully clear to us, Lord. Help us to see our rightful position in Christ Jesus. If we can see who we are, then whenever we have great needs, difficult needs, we can go because we are convinced we have a right to. And then we are not asking something that belongs to someone else. We're not asking something beyond our blessings, but we're asking what is truly and rightfully ours. Granted today, I pray, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. And the brothers said, God bless you, brothers. Thank you. <clears throat> you may be seated. God bless each of you that are out there. Certainly, we're praying for all of you and trust that you're praying for us keeping the needs of um, God's children right there before his throne daily and believing that <clears throat> whenever this is all said and done, all these things are passed, that we will come out of it more victorious than we were before. I'd like, by the help of the Lord, to pick up again where we closed out last night on a clear title. I believe that it's such an important thing for us as the believers to be able to recognize our position in Christ and know what the Lord has given to us. We know that God's word has a season. And we know that whenever God got ready to deliver the children of Israel, that it could not happen until that season was right. And the Bible terms it this way, the time of the promise was at hand. So that gives us an insight to know that God's word is seasonal. And there are things that will be released at a certain time. We might try to believe them on our own and try to actually have faith for it. And we all have done that. But in reality, we know according to what the prophet taught us in Shreveport in 1965, that we cannot even really have faith on our own. That God has to speak to us. Now we can have the human intellectual faith that will allow us to believe in God and believe that we're saved and be able to believe the promises of God are true. But when it comes to the supernatural moving, it takes something beyond our own ability to be able to believe that. And we know from that it must be the Lord. Let me read this with you and the brothers can post it there where you can read it as well about a clear title. Now I want you to understand 
understand that when we're talking about a piece of property, that we're talking also a parallel of what the Lord Jesus has purchased for us. He's not only purchased our soul and giving us redemption and reconciliation, placed us on the other side of the chasm, but he's also purchased healing, miracles, supernatural, whatever we need in our life. He purchased our checkbook and gave it to us and said, whatever you have need of, sign your name right down at the bottom and I will do it. But yet it takes faith in that promise to be able to make it happen. And if Satan can convince us we're not worthy, we're not good enough, well, God did it for so-and-so, but he won't do it for you. You've asked God time and time again, and how many times have you asked him and you didn't even get no answer at all? If he can convince you of that, then it will actually weaken your faith in the promise of God. And you'll say, well, why should I? Really, that's the truth. I prayed about this and prayed about that and never got an answer. Well, maybe you give up too quick. Maybe God answered you no and you wanted a yes, but God always answers prayer. God answers prayer. Sometimes it's with a delay. Sometimes it's with a no, but God answers prayer. And the thing that I've found over the years in serving the Lord is that I must be willing to accept God's answer, whether it harmonizes with what I want or not. That's irrelevant really, that God answers prayer. And the prophet said it this way, his no's are just as wonderful to me as his yeses if that's what he wants. Now if I ask God for something and God says no, then I have to understand that that no is actually for my benefit and for my good. Can your brother say amen to that? Now, I don't like hearing those many times, probably just like you do. I don't like delays, especially when it seems like I need it right now. Now, you know how we are that when we go to pray, God, I, I need deliverance right now. God, I need help right now. God, I need it right now. And God said, no, Donnie, I'm sorry. You don't need it right now, but you think you do. But next week about this time, it'll be your way. Now, then I look at it and I'm thinking, Lord, you've got to be kidding me. There's no way I can take any more. But we know how that we all are. We tend to be a little bit lazy and have a little bit in reserve that we always fall back on. But God knows exactly what we can deal with and how much we can take. Now, notice this. A clear title to property is one that clearly states any obligation in the deed to the property. It reveals no breaks in the chain of legal ownership. After the records of the property have been traced and the title has been found clear, it is sometimes guaranteed or Insured. Now, may I say it this way, that might be so. You know, if you've ever dealt with a, a purchased a pro- piece of property or a house, that the insurance is something you can opt to do, but it's not something that you necessarily have to do. But in the plan of salvation, when it comes to the firstborn or the elect, every one of their plans comes with a mandatory absolute insurance. So it's not something that God says, do you want it or not? It comes with our policy that we get this insurance right up front. Now, notice then that a title deed is a legal document 
proving a person's right to property. So then whatever the Lord Jesus purchased whenever he died for our sins, everything that was in the compact or the agreement belongs to me as a child of God. It belongs to you as a child of God. But I have to have faith to be able to believe it and know that it is my property. And if Satan can be able to convince me it's not now, it's not my time, it's not for me, it's for you, what good does it do if my name is wrote all over it and God verifies it in heaven and the deed has been recorded in the book of life and the deed is there and we can say it this way in the courthouse of heaven and God said Donnie owns this and this and this and this but he's afraid to use it he's a coward to use it he's afraid that he'll be defeated so instead of failure he just kind of holds back and doesn't claim the promise he would really like to have enough strength and courage to testify that he's already healed but he's afraid what if it don't come to pass then I will bring a reproach on the cause of Christ you see there's many folks in that category right there they're not like John Ryan at all amen that sat right there stood right there on the corner until he was able to sell them newspapers you heard me read it to you a couple of weeks ago that he went right there in the barber chair the guy making fun of him but it didn't make no difference at all So I hear you went down there to see the divine healer. Yes, praise the Lord. And God healed me. And the Spirit of God hit the man and he ran out on the street. Praise be to God. Why? Because it was then time for the promise to be made manifest. Now, I don't know exactly how long it was. Brother Branham uh, relates to it in a way that it was weeks on end that the man kept on doing it. But apparently there was something about God's faithfulness that John Ryan must identify himself faithful too. That he must look at that whether he feels it whether he doesn't. It doesn't matter. People laugh at him. That's all right. Let him laugh. Let him ridicule but by stripes I'm already healed. And then the manifestation of it come. It was a great supernatural sign. What's this in the token? I just referred to this last night but uh, Brother Man said cause what is it? It's a seal product. Now he's talking about somebody that's sealed with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He can't break that open and give something in there that's not right. Say, take your hands off. I'm sealed. Oh my, a sealed product. Yes, sir. You are purchased. Hold the token over your unmovable faith in his promise. Watch him go. Now, it comes down to the simple fact, do we believe that these are promises of God that are true? Or are we say, well, I'm just not sure. I, I think maybe that it might be. As long as you're thinking that, you'll never get what you have need of. But if we are totally convinced that God will never make a promise he cannot keep, and God cannot utter one word to his children, that he does not have the power to back it up in the reserves of heaven. Watch this. So the prophet gives us the direction on how to speak to the devil. Take your hands off. I'm sealed. Oh my, a sealed product? Yes, sir. You are purchased. Hold the token over your unmovable face in his promise and watch him go. 
I'll tell you one thing. I've seen a lot of things in my life. I've watched boats. I've watched airplanes. I've watched trees. I've watched flowers. I've watched animals. I've watched people. But there ain't hardly nothing I like no better than loving to watch the devil go. When a son or daughter of God claims their promise and they're that little simple humble sister or simple humble brother will stand on the promise of God and that little old person that the world will never know insignificant in the eyes of the world yet they take that promise of God in their heart and place it on their lips it's the same as deity speaking and the world may not recognize it but really that don't matter the one we want to get to recognize it's that devil anyway you imagine a child of God that would seem absolutely worthless in the eyes of the world and yet when they would speak to that sickness in their body that demon that's binding their husband or wife or child and that demon would have to let go because that little simple mother that little simple father took God's promise and believed what God said and they were so energized by the dynamics of the Holy Ghost that when they spoke the words Satan shook and trembled Satan actually got afraid glory to God when they took the promise of God and they believed what God had to say and then devils took off and went as straight as they could right back into the regions of hell can you imagine their testimony when they get back down there and Satan said what in the world are you doing here I sent you up to Louis's house what in the world are you back down here Satan I'm telling you one thing oh Lou he got a hold of that promise of God he's been saying it for weeks on end but something happened this morning sitting there in that service and the dynamics of God struck Lou's soul and whenever it did I got scared and I had to leave because I've heard Louis's voice before I've heard Louis said devil leave me alone I've heard Louis said by his stripes but this time I didn't hear Louis I heard the almighty hallelujah I didn't hear Donnie say it I didn't hear Joel said it but I heard the voice of God I don't know how to explain the devil but I can't stand against God praise the Lord hallelujah notice hold the token over your unmovable faith and the promise watch him go the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much see see take that token that's what it's for that's what it's for to make devils leave notice again when I can show the token of the Holy Spirit you've got the right to any purchased thing that Jesus Christ died for then this is what gives us our rights whenever we're under this affliction of COVID. Whenever we're under an affliction of a tumor or whatever more it is. Well, I, I, I'm not praying enough. I'm not doing this enough. That's not what gives you your rights. What gives you your rights is the blood of the Lord Jesus. Standing on the promise of God and that you are a son or daughter of God filled with the Holy Ghost and you lay that token right there with your prayer. Oh, but I'm not good enough. It has nothing to do with your goodness. It has to do with the rights that the Lord Jesus purchased for you. 
the right to any purchased thing that Jesus Christ died for. It's the token. Watch just a moment as we close. Hold the token over your unwavering face and the promised word. I believe that Jesus said, ask the Father in my name and I'll do it. Hold your token over that promised word and walk right to it. Walk right to it. Now, it may not happen immediately, but you keep on walking, John Ryan, and you'll come out of that barber chair with shaving cream all over your face and a rag tied around your neck shouting and praising God because you believe it. I'm the Lord that heals all thy diseases. He was wounded for my transgressions. With his stripes I was healed. Take my token of the Holy Spirit that's in me. Hold it over my prayer and say, Lord God, you promised it. When I see the token, I will reward you. I promise to do it. He can't do nothing else. He looked right through the blood of his own son. There is the token applied. He has to do it because he promised it. Now, we know that God's words are wonderful, they're powerful, but yet many times we need an enforcer that will be able to take the promise of God because Satan and his demons can be stubborn. We know when the Lord Jesus was here and he prayed for a man, and whenever he laid his hands on him and asked the man, did he see, the man being blind, and the man opened his eyes and he said, I see men as trees. And then the Lord Jesus again. And this time he came open. And you can find it, of course, several places where the prophet would pray for people. And many times, some instances I found five and six times that he would have to pray for people. Because that demon was so stubborn. That demon did not want to go or he felt like he could hold out maybe one more time and the prophet would give up or that saint would give up, but he kept right on praying. Kept right on praying. Bow your heads, he'd tell the people. This one does not want to leave. But yet he would not give up. He just kept praying over and over again. So that lets me know then that you and I should not necessarily pray one time. Now for many folks in the message, they feel like if they ask God for for something one time, they shouldn't ask again. You've got your own prophet in the platform performing something totally different than you believe. Then I say it's time we change what we believe. He didn't pray one time and stop and say, well, I prayed one time, and if I pray again, I'm doubting. No, he kept praying and pressing against that evil spirit. And he would pray one time, two times, three times, how many more times it was necessary until that spirit would leave. And the spirit of God is the enforcer that backs up the word. Now, from the restoration of the bride tree, I love this in, in page 14. Uh, Brother Branham actually had Brother Neville to preach the morning service. Now here was the prophet of God and he sat in the tabernacle and heard Brother Ormond Neville preach. Well, Brother Bram said, if you read the paragraphs prior to this quote, Brother Bram said that when he heard Brother Neville preach this morning, that it so inspired him. Oh, can you imagine Brother Branham sitting there listening to another preacher preach? He tells us many sermons that he got from other preachers. Well, praise the Lord. That's right, Brother Joel, from the radio. He would write down notes from different preachers. Well, if Brother Branham heard other preachers preach, and you only play tapes, you still don't believe what he said. 
That's right. Now, out of that, Brother Branham said he went home and he began to look and he studied on this one word, restored. Then he preached the restoration, restoration of the, dry, the bride tree. And he said he went and got Webster to look up the meaning of the word. Now, in this, he said, Webster says the word restore means to bring back to the former owner or to bring back to a former state of condition. So, say, one of our brothers here tonight, let, let's look at, or today, Brother, Brother Louis. he don't mind me using him as an example. So, Brother Louis has not always walked the way that he is now. And we've all seen him, and we've cried with him, and prayed with him, and hurt for him, have we not, brothers? And praying, and calling his name, and asking God to deliver our brother. So, Brother Louis had a, a former condition that was so much better that it did not have this pain and all this that he's dealing with right now. So Brother Branham likened this not only to a former owner, but it could also be a restoration back to a former state of condition. And if a claim is made on something to make that restoration, you can enforce it to make it come back to its right place. So now, whenever we have medical science and all that they can do, and I believe that we should use and access all of that that God's given us, thank God for it. But we know there's many times they will give us a bad report. And they'll say, really, there's nothing else we can do for you. Your back is so bad, my, you just, you just might as well learn how to deal with it. We're going to send you to pain management class, and you'll just learn how to, you know, just walk around and hurt like that. Well, it's up to you. If you want to accept that, but if I was you, I wouldn't do it. Praise the Lord. Well, uh, you know, we've done everything we know to do, and your blood sugar and your blood pressure, you just inherited it, and I really don't think there's anything else, and we'll just have to keep you this way and watch that and do something else. Don't you understand what the devil's trying to do? The devil's trying to get you for sign for something that's less than your restored condition. Who says that we all have to be sick? Who says that we all have to be so down and so low and so weary? Have I missed that somewhere? Have I missed that in all these decades that I have read the Bible and these decades that I have read the message? I must have overlooked that somewhere, hey, that everybody's got to be sick and everybody's got to be down. I hear the prophet of God say a man or woman can live so close to God that the devil don't even know what to do with them. That they can be so drunk on the Holy Ghost he said, ever since I got the Holy Ghost, I go to bed drunk, I get up drunk, I've been drunk every day of my life, fully intoxicated on the power of God. Is that right, brothers? I believe we can have that kind of a walk with God. It would be more victorious now than it was 10 years ago. It would be more victorious now than it was uh, really in 2019. Seemed like something really major happened in 2020, did it not? We've been dealing with one thing after another. So to walk a victorious life in 2020 is more of a display of the power of God than it was in 2019. Well, who knows? If we live to 2021, it may be worse. You say, Lord God, Brother Don, if it's any worse, I won't be able to handle it. If you're called of God, you'll handle it. You'll be able to face it because nothing will get any greater than what we're able to deal with by the grace of God. Notice he said, you can enforce it to make it come back to its right place. So Brother Louis is not in his condition that he was a year or so ago. 
But he has the power of the Holy Ghost to claim that promise of God and say, Lord God, I need you to restore me. I need you. This is not normal for me to walk this way. This is not normal, Lord. My blood pressure is this and my sugar is that. And God, the doctor says this and that and the other. But God, that ain't normal. I want to be restored back so I can be the mother to my children. I want to be a wife to my husband. I want to be able to be restored back where I can go to the house of God. Oh, don't we long when we can all come back together. I think we as Happy Valley Church need to stand on the promise of the Word of God and enforce our claim on this COVID-19 and tell it it's got to go back to hell. We believe God's promise. Oh, but Brother Donnie, what if it don't happen? Don't you get on my side. I want only those who's believing that it will. That's right. Come on. Those who want to stand with me, let's stand together on the promise of God. Our God is bigger than COVID-19, COVID-20, COVID-85, whatever more they've got. He's bigger than all the powers of hell. He's bigger than all the powers of darkness. And he's given to his church a power to enforce the promise of God. Notice this. To restore is to bring it back to who really owns it or to bring it back to its natural estate where it was at the first time. Bring it back into its natural condition. And in order to do this, we have a right to enforce. If there's a law, to enforce this rightful condition of restoration, to restore. So, Brother Louie, you've got a right. You've got a right. Brothers, brothers and sisters at streaming, You've got a right. Erica Lee, you've got a right. Ronald Dean Spencer, you've got a right. Daryl Ward, you've got a right. All the rest of you, our brothers and sisters, you have a right based upon, not on what I say and what I feel and what I think. This ain't me I'm preaching this morning. I'm telling you God's holy word. We have a right to speak to that thing. But Brother Donnie, what if I do it and it don't happen? Keep on speaking. He'll get tired of hearing you on the promise of God and you'll torment that devil plumb back down into hell. Oh, hallelujah. Go ahead and start acting like you're healed too. Just go ahead and say, well, praise God. I came hardly jump around a little bit, but I'm just going to jerk my side a little. I'm going to jerk my side a little bit and say, you better back out of here, devil, and look out because I'm on my full way back to a complete restoration because I've got the enforcer living inside of me. I'm not in my condition. I wasn't made to be this way. I wasn't made to have cancer in my body. I was not made to be down and depressed and sad. I was made to have the joy of the Lord for my Lord Jesus said that he come to the earth to have that I might have life and I might have it more abundantly. He said in his word, happy is the people whose God is the Lord. If ye abide me and my words abide in you, ask what you will and it shall be granted unto you. These are my words so body, get ready. We're fixing to do a little dance after a while. We're fixing to get ready and load up and go to the house of God. I'm I run all over the whole place. I don't know yet what I'm going to do, but I'm going to testify of God's healing power because the enforcer is alive in my body. Hallelujah! The enforcer is alive inside my body. Oh, glory to God. 
Like if somebody stole some property and they're holding the property captive, then you can take the law and go to this person. And the law forces, enforces this person to restore this property back to its natural owner or first estate. Therefore, we have a right to force these claims upon Satan and say, give it back. Praise God. Give it back. And listen to this. And he has to do it. Not perhaps. He might think about it. He'll call a council with all of his demons and consider your request. He has to. Glory to God. Because we can take God's agent, the Holy Spirit, go right down on our knees and say, it's thus saith the Lord. He's got to give it up. That's all. Because the Holy Spirit's there. Now notice it ain't you making him. It's the Holy Ghost. It's your part to say the word. And believe it. Oh, Brother Donnie, I can't meet that devil. You ain't supposed to. The Holy Ghost inside of you will meet this devil one-on-one. The Lord Jesus knows you can't do this. He knows I can't do it. I'd be afraid to meet demons myself. I don't want to do that. I don't want to tangle with them, Brother Lloyd, but with me and the Holy Ghost, we're more than the majority. So it ain't me enforcing it. It's my part to take the word and believe it and keep quoting the word until that limb gets to where it's no longer hanging by my side. But praise God, I can start moving it. Then I can start moving a little bit more. Then I can start clapping my hand. Then I can start worshiping God. Why? My property's been restored back to me. And the enforcer is commanding that devil, you stole the ability in his arm. In the name of Jesus, give it back. You stole her sight. You stole this. You stole that. But I I am here to say you are under an arrest, Satan. In the name of Jesus, I'm kicking you right back down into the regions of the lost and you take your hand off of God's property. Glory to God. Notice this, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit, we go right down on our knees and say, thus saith the Lord. He's got to give it up, that's all, because the Holy Spirit's there not to ask him, would you please give Brother Joel his healing? Would you please give Larry his healing back? Oh, I, I beg you, not my Jesus, not the Holy Ghost. He commands him. Glory to God. The law of the land is to enforce it's by the land or for the land, but the law of the Spirit of God is to force Satan to give up that which he has unrightfully, deceitfully taken from God. Souls of men he took from God. Souls of women, children, sickness of the body. He placed upon people where God made them in his image to be like him. And the church is given the rightful legal rights by the Bible to take the Holy Spirit and enforce this upon them or we can settle for less hallelujah I'm not what I used to be but of course you know I'm 64 years old now 
I guess for long I'll have Alzheimer's and I guess I'll, I'll have this and have that. Why in the world would I want to claim all that? I know a lot of folks said in these and 80s are still just as sharp in their mind. I'd rather be like one of them. Well, praise the Lord. Oh, Brother Donnie, ain't it about time for you considering retiring? You're getting pretty old, you know. Your hair's getting gray and your shoulders are getting stiff. Ain't it about time? I'm going to keep on preaching as long as I got my right mind. I'm going to keep on singing, going to keep on casting out devils, believing his word. Praise the Lord. Why? Because it is my right. Who says I've got to have Alzheimer's? Who says that I've got to sit down because, well, I just don't have the strength that I used to? Who says? Who says I can't be one of them preachers that's alive well when the rapture takes place. Who says that we as the people of God have to take all this trash and nonsense that the devil is sending our way and we just roll over like a little pup and play dead. I'm tired of rolling over playing dead. I think we need to realize the enforcer's on the inside of us and he wants to make a claim for us. The Holy Ghost don't need healing. The Holy Ghost don't need deliverance. The Lord Jesus is not sick. Angels are not suffering today. It's us. It's us. Praise be to God. Notice this. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. By his stripes, we are healed. Amen. Bring him back. Turn him loose. Oh, you think of this when Brother Bram said this in the paragraph above. The church is given the rightful legal rights by the Bible to take the Holy Spirit and enforce this upon them. And if Satan has robbed you of the privilege of being a son or daughter of God. We have a right this morning by the Holy Spirit to enforce the claim of God. Bring them back. If he's afflicted you and made you sick, we have a right before God to enforce the laws of God. By his stripes we are healed. Amen. Bring him back. Turn him loose. You're taking him out yonder to death. And we claim him. Bring him back. You're talking about something that Satan has taken a man or a woman to death. And children of God stand right there and say, hey, wait a minute. We're not ready to give him up. We're not ready to give her up. Hey, you bring them back here right now. What do you think you're doing trying to sneak them out there to a grave? We're not letting them go. Get right back here right now and take your filthy hands off of him. This is my son. This is my daughter. This is my brother. This is my sister. You're not going to do that under our nose, Satan. We are the people of God and we claim our rights as the children of God. Glory to God. Now that's the enforcement. Restore it back to its natural condition. A man sick, baby sick, woman sick. See, they're out of their natural condition. But I wonder how many times we have accepted sickness and disease as our natural condition. Especially the more that doctors tie a lot of these diseases into our DNA. You know how it is? You go, well, you got any siblings? How are they all doing? What about your mom and daddy? When did they die? Well, my daddy died at 56, you say. And how old are you? Well, I'm 63. Oh, Lord, you should already be dead. What in the world are you doing in my doctor's office? Oh, my goodness, you're probably going to have a heart attack. Y'all about as going to swell as big as a football. My Lord, there ain't no telling what in the world. Uncle Fred had this, so and Aunt Josie had this, and then so-and-so had so-and-so. You know, sat right there if you're not careful, and you'll walk out of that doctor's office with a whole list of junk that you want to claim right there. Look, I've got enough sense to know, friends. Surely there are things that we inherited. But who says the power of God cannot heal me of my former inheritance? Well, praise God, if he could deliver me 
me from the sin my, my family done? Cannot he deliver me from the sickness also that they had in their body? Or will I just sit around and be one that just barely hangs on? I don't want to hang on. I don't want to just barely make it. I want to make it with flying colors. I don't want to make it by the skin of my teeth. I want to skin the teeth off the devil's hide. I want to skin it everything I can do. I want to make hell pay. Well, praise the Lord. I believe we are called to torment hell. We are called to deliver those that are sick and enforce God's law. So they get sick and the prophet said they're out of their natural condition. Then we have a right to enforce our claim. Not our claim. It's our claim because God give it to us. By his stripes we were healed. He was wounded for our transgressions. With his stripes we were healed. Now we have a right to enforce that law. The lawgiver, the Holy Spirit himself is here, the agent of God, to see that it's done that way. I imagine Brother Neville, Brother Lou, he sat there and heard this sermon after that. He said, I sure didn't get that out of that word I preached this morning. Oh, you imagine Brother Neville sitting there and it must have just thrilled his heart thinking, Lord Jesus, thank you, Father. You allowed me to say one little word and the prophet of God, but his gift goes in there. You see, that's the real fivefold ministry working together. Real saints of God are not jealous of a a gifted pastor that can preach and they're not jealous he's going to get some kind of honor and take away something from the prophet. Come on, friend, wake up. God, nobody will ever take the place of God's prophet. Nobody will ever have the ministry, the discernment, the understanding, so on and so on. But God also placed evangelism in the body and pastors in the body and teachers in the body to minister to the saints of God. I thank God for every one of them that's called of the Lord, don't you? Oh, praise God. Now the only way he can work is when you let him work. So I wonder how many times that enforcer in my body has wanted to to grab a hold of that devil by the shirt collar and say, get yourself to hell now. But I'm saying, well, maybe I'll feel better tomorrow. Remember Pharaoh? Whenever the plagues had come, Moses come over and he said, you want to call the hand of God? Call these things off of He said, no. In other words, he wanted one more night with the frogs. I wonder if some of us ain't chose one more night, one more week, one more month. Praise the Lord. With our aches and our pains. My, they're so personal to us, we claim them as our own. My blood pressure. My diabetes. My, you need to call it by whose name it is, the devil's diabetes. Don't you claim that is yours? Don't you put your name on that sort of thing. You'll never find that in the rights. You'll never find that in the title deed of what you'll call. The Lord Jesus never left you diabetes. The Lord Jesus never left you blood pressure slip this. He never left you a fracture this and that and the other. He left you healing and deliverance. But the devil will stand right there and do his best to get you to claim it. Well, the doctor said, oh, my lumbago. Oh, my big toe. It's a throbbing like a 2K. I'll tell you what, my gout just about drives me crazy. Oh, my pains, my this, my depression, my... Well, what in the world are you doing claiming that? If you've got to call it by name, say who it belongs to. That old devil's gout. 
That old devil's gout's got my big toe and it's a sore. I can't even let a cover touch it. Now, some of you may laugh. It shows you ain't never had gout. But you don't claim it as your own. Well, my gout. It ain't your gout. It belongs to the devil. And that devil needs it in all ten toes if he got toes. You need to send it right back down there where it belongs. What is yours is healing. What is yours is deliverance. What is yours is peace. Praise God. Can I have a few more minutes? I love this in the Easter seal. Now watch the prophet goes, will go from the body now to the soul. But when they went up to Pentecost, there they received the quickening power. The power that made them alive. Now this word alive is not emotion. It's not jumping and screaming and hollering. People think that's a church alive. Not necessarily. You could have all that and be dead spiritually as 12 o'clock. But it will make you jump and shout. We know that. But they were alive from the soul. Now there's where I sing that you Presbyterian and Methodist brethren, you do receive potentially on believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, but the abstract hasn't come yet. That's the clearing of the deed. And this is what separates the bride from the church. The firstborn in the first age will go on the rapture. The firstborn in the second church age, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. The firstborn in every church age will take the rapture. They're the only ones that have their deed cleared. And they have a right. You see, our covenant not only includes being forgiven of our sins. It not only includes missing out on the judgment of God at the end time. It includes missing out on the tribulation period. That's part of our covenant. Not because we deserve it, but because he put it in there. But the church's covenant does not include that benefit or promise. They must go through the tribulation to be cleansed and washed and purified. Is that right? But why don't the bride go through that time? Because it's a principle and a promise in your covenant. He will not put his wife through that time. He stood for her in her place to take that upon himself that you wouldn't have to go through it. Now, notice he said God gives you a promise potentially that you will receive it and you're going to be raised up. This body is going to be glorified with him at the end time. But you see, you have to get a clearance on that deed. And the clearance is when everything against it has been stricken off. And you've got the abstract to it. You've got the seal. It's yours. Everything on it belongs to you. Amen. When we believe on Jesus Christ, now notice the church now. When we believe on Jesus Christ for our Savior and repent and are baptized and come up to believe Him, God recognizes our repentance and our faith towards Him and sends down the abstract. And the abstract is the assurance. Now the church believes, accepts Him as Savior, And for most of them, that's as far as they go. I'm saved. Praise God. They cry when they hear songs about the cross and they wear the crosses around their neck and all that sort of thing. But they never move. Notice the prophet said, everything that was ever held against you, you thoroughly repented. Hallelujah. The property is bought. And you hold the abstract 
for the assurance. Let somebody try to put you off the land. Say he belongs in you with the abstract in your hand. Let him try to do it. There ain't a law in the land can do it because you hold the abstract. There's no devil, no church, any theology that can overstep the boundaries of God, proof and abstract that the baptism of the Holy Ghost has recognized us in Jesus Christ. We're just as sure to raise as he raised. Because potentially, we have already raised in him. Amen. The old things, what does it do to our mortal bodies? It turns our opinion changes our notions it sets our affections on things which are above and the smoking drinking gambling and things that you used to do is dead it's beneath you it's not you trying to go to school to learn how to overcome marijuana it's not going to school to learn how to curb your craving for alcohol it's getting the deed cleared Oh, glory. When those Pentecostal group up around the dead Pentecost received their abstract deed from God, it glorified their souls. They screamed. They saw tongues of fire separated on each of them. It so quickened their body till they couldn't even speak in an earthly language no more. Everything in the Bible that was promised is to the believer. That was promised, notice, to the believer. And when you accept it in its fullness and God knows you'll do it, he gives you the abstract of that. Then every promise that's made is, oh glory, is made is in your possession and the Holy Spirit is there to quicken that to you. Now let me tell you about John Doe. If God said in the last day, back in the beginning, John Doe will be my servant millions of years ago. John Doe is born in sin, shaped in iniquity, come to the world speaking lies because he's immortal. Maybe he gets a little religious feeling. We all had them, didn't we? And he'll join a church. Maybe he'll join a Pentecostal church. Don't know him. I'd join anything. But notice the difference now between a religious feeling and the atmosphere of God. But let him get under the atmosphere of God once. See, John Doe is bound to recognize who his father is. Just as the eagle recognized who the mother was, it's got to realize and see only that John Doe is God's attribute that become a word. It ain't no marvel to me that the devil hates this message. Oh, he hates this message. You, you believers will understand what I'm saying. Bring it to present tense in one sense of the word. He hates this message worse than he hates the Bible. Well, that staggered some of you, didn't it? The Bible's been around for how many hundreds and hundreds of years? And yet, look at the people that are as blind as a bat and read their Bible every day. Is that exactly right? Why? Because they read it with their denominational glasses on. But the message was sent to turn back the pages of the leaves of that Bible and make that Bible real and open to the children of God. Notice John Doe is God's attribute that become a word spoken. 
And then the Holy Spirit seeks that word out. Now let's replace that name there of John Doe. Mike Wallace, Joel Brown. You sisters and brothers at home. So and so is God's attribute that's become a word. Spoken. And then the Holy Spirit seeks that word out. Here it is. He calls him. Gives him everlasting life. And brings him into the presence of God. God's word. Praise be to God. Let's stand together. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you truly are one of God's attributes that he's spoken of, if you're not, you'll wonder, frustrate, run here and there and everything else, and never come to the knowledge of the truth. If you are one of those, the old things pass away right quick, see? You become new, and the plan of salvation is finished. You're ready to obey every word that God ever spoke for you, see? For you to do. You're submissive to his word, the contract, exactly. The abstract to the contract, the title deed belongs to you. The debts are all paid. It's all struck off as it was on the day of Pentecost. Praise God. So, my little children, little sheep of my heart, the troubles, the sickness, the difficulties that you're facing, I'm sorry I can't be there with you to help you. I'm sorry I can't be there to Hold your hand. But the Lord Jesus is not limited like a man is. Hallelujah. He may put on a mask of invisibility and come in your room where you are and minister healing, deliverance, whatever you have need of. Oh, whatever you need. Maybe it's a persistent headache. Brother Darrell, I speak to the cause of that fever. In the name of Jesus Christ, take your hands off of God's servant. Lord, these other children of yours, Father, with these symptoms, may it leave them, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Satan is a liar. We as the people of God stand here today and claim our rights, our benefits. Our promises as the people of God. We don't have power, Lord. We have authority. And we speak to these demons that's trying to rob God's people. No doubt they're laughing and jeering. Lord, so many of God's people are sick. So many of the saints of God, we've never had anything that's ever affect us in such a way globally. Saints in, in Africa cannot meet. Saints in India cannot meet. Lord, me getting texts and emails from saints, Lord God, in the west coast of Africa, of the eastern part of Africa, and the central part of Africa. Lord God, loose this hold of the enemy on your people, Father. 
Lord, it's our desire to assemble ourselves together. It's our desire, Lord God, to come together to worship you. We claim our rights as the children of God. Part of our rights is the right of assembly. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. That's your word. And Lord God, we claim that as our right. I'm grateful these brothers are here to help me today, Lord. But this is not what you meant for Happy Valley. This is not what you meant for Brother Ron Spencer's church to divide up the groups. This is not what you meant for other churches that's having to divide the groups and this and that. No, Lord. You meant for us to come together in spirit and in truth and worship you. Not worry about droplets coming from somebody who's singing behind us. And Oh, I hope the bench is clean. And I, I hope they use disinfectant on this and that and the other. We're humans, Lord. We can't keep those thoughts from coming through our mind. But we refuse to allow them to build a nest, Lord. Oh, God, deliver your people from this evil, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We claim the promise of Almighty God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We worship you, Lord Jesus. We worship you together now, Father, here and at home, wherever they're gathered, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, may you go by your healing virtue. Father, maybe you'll drop it in a sister's heart, maybe in a brother's heart. It might be a teenager. I don't know what it'll be, but all of a sudden, they'll feel that something come over them. Praise God. As it was a couple of years ago, Lord, when a sister down in the church in Kentucky, Brother Darrell was preaching, and the Spirit of God moved on her. And he saw her. She got up, ran out of the church. In a little bit, she come back in, and he noticed there was a difference about her. They went on with the service, and at the end of the service, she asked, could she testify? She got up, began to testify, said she had a growth in her breast, hadn't even told her husband about it. And while the word was being preached, that sweet, warm, comfortable feeling Come down on our sister, Lord. She went to the bathroom just to check and make sure. Sure enough, the Lord Jesus, the miracle worker, had dissolved that growth. Hallelujah. In the house of God, and it was totally, completely gone. That's not Jesus 50 years ago. That's not Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Back in the 40s and the 50s. But it's Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, Lord God, we call upon your name. Come near your children, Lord, with healing. Come near your children today, God, I pray, with deliverance. Minister to us, Father, I pray, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We worship you, Father. We bless your name, Lord. Lord God, we worship you. There is no other God but you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, working in this place. I worship you, I worship you, you are here, moving 
Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, this Jesus. This is how I fight my battle. Yes, it is. By believing your word today, Lord. This is how I fight my battles. Take you at your word. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Thank you, Jesus. This is how I fight my battles. Oh, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my see you you're working even when I don't feel you you're working you never stop you never stop a working you never stop you never stop a working even when I don't see it you're working even when I don't feel it you're working you never stop you never stop working you never stop you never this is how I fight my battles, mm, Lord. And this is how I fight this battle, oh, Jesus. This is how I fight this battle. I'll take you at your word. This is how I fight this battle. I'm surrounded it may look like I'm surrounded it may look like I'm surrounded I'm surrounded by you Jesus it may look like I'm surrounded it may look like I'm surrounded it may look like I'm surrounded I'm surrounded by you I'm gonna see a victory 
I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you Lord I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory for the turn it for good you turn it for my good you take what the enemy meant for my evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good so I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory for this battle belongs to you Lord I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory for this battle the Lord. Well, as we get ready to leave this morning, I know you have been tremendously blessed. Been good to have been to church, brethren, hadn't it? Praise the Lord. Certainly appreciate the word of the Lord. The assurance that God gives us from his word. We believe it. We know it's true. Amen. Service here, Lord willing, Wednesday night. We'll just wait and see kind of how the, the days go the ne- leading up to Wednesday. But uh, you will be informed as to how service will be. But whatever how it is, let's all just be part of it. We can do that, can't we? Praise the Lord. Brother Harry, we've wore you out here this morning, but could you do just a little bit more? This is how I fight my battles. You can, you can be dismissed, brethren, in the name of the Lord as we get ready to go. Let's just enjoy Brother Harry as he sings this for us. Let's join him with This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battle. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Jesus, you take what the enemy meant for evil. 
This is how I'm done. 